Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Florence, as it continues to thrash both Carolinas with heavy rain, North Carolina seems to be getting the worst of it. It's spreading heavy rains mostly over the Tar Heel State, and forecasters say flooding could be catastrophic before it's all over. Some of the rivers it's affecting won't crest until Tuesday. It's all going to move north, too, tomorrow and Tuesday, bringing threats of heavy flooding similar, perhaps not as bad, to Virginia and West Virginia. High water all across those states as well. Typhoon Manguk barreled into southern China today after lashing the northern Philippines with strong winds and heavy rain that left scores of people dead and many more feared buried in landslides. The official death toll in the Philippines, 64, two dead so far in China. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas can't explain what's coming from the mainstream media. If it were a private directive to Sessions, maybe you have something to talk about. But this is a public tweet to millions of people to read, and they are actually talking about it seriously as though it might constitute obstruction of justice. This is above the fold in the headline. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnight at 3 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock, time for the Northern Alliance Radio Network here on AM 1280. The Patriot, we're live, we're local, one of the longest-running local conservative talk shows in the state. Glad you're here Brad Carlson, uh, actually was in yesterday, Mitch Berg, filling in for the closer today. Kind of a flip-flop of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Beautiful afternoon. Enjoy it. Sunshine at 91 today. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Well, hey there. Brad Carlson in today. <laughs> no, it's not. I, Brad Carlson can imitate me. I can't imitate him. Uh, my name is Mitch Berg. I am in for Brad today. Brad's off on assignment just in the same way I was off on assignment yesterday. Uh, had a great, by the way, I always love coming on here on Sundays. My name is Mitch Berg. Normally heard Saturdays from 1 to 3 for the past 14 years hosting the Northern Alliance Radio Network Headliner Edition. I do love to come out here on Sundays because it's a different uh, show, a different vibe, a different opener different little bit of everything but uh and it's usually a different group of people tuned in although some of you do uh, kind of carry over both days and that's that's a wonderful thing too i hear from people as i in the darndest places as i as i walk around uh the twin cities uh, is especially true at the state fair uh running into people who say hey glad to glad to have you on the air every day i listen to you in my garage as i'm working on my projects every weekend saturdays or sundays and I'm like, well much obliged who are you you have me at a disadvantage lee michaels uh, is in with me here today normally heard every uh, weekday uh the afternoon drive guy on uh, am 980 the mission and since you are lee i'll make sure i identify it properly as the mission and not the believer <laughs> you you i've given you license for that oh thank you very much anyway lee <laughs> lee is in with us here today uh so do you ever run into that when you're out and about just say hey people say hey appreciate what you do um and you have no idea who they are which yeah. in, in one way makes it weird in other words i think wow people who have no idea who i am are going out of their way to say hey thanks for being in my life every day yeah that's a big uh it's it is kind of surreal at times but it's just it's nice to know that people have that impact i always like you know try to get their name uh whether i will remember it uh <laughs> down the road is another thing but mostly the people who come up uh, just like you, and say, "Hey, thanks. Appreciate what you do." Oh uh, yeah, that's all. I'm. That's. I mean, that's what it's all about. Absolutely, it is. It's one of the things that makes this whole thing uh, such a wonderful experience. People say, "Why do you? 
why do you come in here every Saturday or now Sunday afternoons and, and do this show on a beautiful weekend day? And I said, well, that's one of the things that makes it all worthwhile. And it, and it truly does. So for all of you who have gone out of your way to say hi, there's a reason I'm not in politics. I cannot remember names for the life of me. And, and, and it, when I grew up, it was put to me as this is almost sort of a self-obsessed thing. Oh, it's not. It's not a selfish, self-absorbed, narcissistic thing. I just, my memory doesn't work that way. When I worked in retail, I had to remember people by their hairdos because I could remember, ne- never, never remember names. Yeah. <laughs> I would have made a terrible part- politician, a terrible bartender. Uh, and a terrible barber. I have three careers I could not have done <laughs> because I just don't remember names well. Anyway, uh, glad to have you in here, Lee. It's always Thanks. great to uh, always great to work with you here. Uh, so if you call in today, he's be the first voice you're going to hear. 651-289-4488, uh, the number to call, should you care to join us. We're also going to be on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N-S-H-O-W. Operators are standing by at both locations. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. First of all, we're going to be interviewing Kim Crockett uh, from the Center for the American Experiment, who's going to have a couple of guests along with her today, uh, possibly, when we come back later on. Some guests who've been big in the news this past month or so. We'll we'll just leave that out there as a cliffhanger because we, we like to leave cliffhangers here. Almost like who shot Jr. Uh, if you'd like a good '80s reference, this is going to be the cliffhanger I leave you with right now. That's going to be the theme today, I think. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And of course, uh, we're also going to be talking with state auditor candidate Pam Myra, who'll be joining us here at the uh, sometime in the second hour. Here, she's got a fighting chance of winning uh, her race for state auditor. It'll be great to have a Republican back in that office because, boy, if there's a state that needs auditing by an actual accountant, someone who actually knows how numbers go together and and how to smell a rat. Uh, Believe me, there's rats to be smelled out there in this state's government, and it needs to be done, which is, by the way, why uh, the the DFL's campaign in that race, as well as the attorney general's race, is looking so ugly and so desperate out there right now. And if you've seen some of the ads in the attorney general's race, some of the, I'll, I'll use the term slander, uh, in its rhetorical, if not legal, sense of the term to describe Doug Wardlow and his race against uh, Keith Ellison. Well, of course, it's being done to deflect voters, low information, uh, susceptible voters uh, from the the huge warts in Keith Ellison's uh, record, both uh, legislatively and personally. Remember that as you see ads, uh, you know, inevitably third party ads about Doug Wardlow coming up, and uh, and by ads, I'm also talking about newspaper coverage, a place like the City Pages. Question for you: Are, are most of these ads? Because I don't see a a whole lot. I don't watch a ton of TV. Right. But most of these, I mean, I've not seen any Keith Ellison signs. Are, and you're saying, so most of these ads are probably coming from PACs or third party? Yeah, not yeah. Not from uh, Ellison's campaign, because it seems like the, the, the DFL has not put a lot into him. It's all coming from PACs. That's been, you're absolutely right, Lee. And by the for those of you who don't follow the nuances of Minnesota campaign law, as, as Lee and I get to do as part of our jobs, yeah, there's two different kinds of campaign ads. There's the ads that are paid for by campaigns. You can tell them because by Minnesota law, and I think federal law perhaps, they have to end with a candidate saying, I'm Al Franken and I approve this message, uh, or something to that effect. Uh, and so you always hear that at the end of, of the message. It's the campaign's official expenditure. And then there's what's called a third party ad, where it's like uh, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus or some but some third party takes out an ad saying, here's why you should vote against Dean Phillips, because he's a gun grabbing uh, scabrous pirate. Uh, this ad paid for by the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus or by Citizens for uh, Teddy Bears and, and Unicorns or whatever. Right. right. There's always some third party that has to identify themselves as such. And it's it, it pretty much always against someone else rather than for someone else. Uh, You can't officially coordinate with each other, although they always do underneath the table. There's always some, it's it's always very technical. But yeah, right, the the observation has been made that the DFL has been trying to keep Keith Ellison at arm's length because you see these group events with DFL candidates. You'll see there a couple of their constitutional office candidates uh, out on a, on, a, on a podium somewhere and Keith Ellison will be somewhere out on assignment as they say in some businesses mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's almost like the the DFL wants to keep Ellison at arm's length 
And it's been kind of showing in the polling. Uh, Survey USA came out some polls this past week that showed pretty much what we talked about uh, last week, I believe it was, on your program, or the week before last, yeah, yeah. on your show, Lee, on the afternoon. Uh, Karen Housley polling within seven points. The Newburger race a little farther apart, I think, 12 or 13 points. It's a little but, closer than, than some had predicted. Predict- it's, yeah. it's moving in the right direction, which is it's what you want at this time of the election here. Uh Pete Stauber within a point of of Joe Radinovich, and, and by the way, Survey USA has tended in the past to to spot the Democrats a few extra points. So I think that's a pretty fair guess that that uh, Pete Stauber is is doing well, although it's not going to be a walkover by any means up in the eighth congressional district. But it looks to be statistically at this point uh, within the margin of error for Attorney General at this point, according to the Survey USA poll, which. Given the strength of Keith Ellison in the metro area, I mean, people will vote for him just because he has DFL stamped him. They'd, they'd vote for a pair of wind-up chattering teeth that had a <laughs> DFL-endorsed sticker on it. They, that, would, <laughs> that That's probably good news for Doug Wardlow. That's a wonderful thing. And by the way, over the course of this next 10 weeks here, watch for the anti-Wardlow pack ads to get even more and more desperate. I mean, you saw, I think it was a week or a week and a half ago, this sudden wave of Doug Wardlow is a homophobic, racist bigot ads popping up. And when I say ads, I mean not only pack ads, but also, quote, <clears throat> news stories in places like the City Pages and the Min Post, which are basically right. all but official uh, DFL PR firms. Uh, these these uh, stories popping up about uh, trying to paint Doug Wardlow as a racist and a bigot. And, of course, basically they're about cases for that he litigated for the— uh, Alliance Defending Freedom. Thank you very much, the ADF. And uh, basically defending for the rights of free association. Not defending racists, not defending uh, people who hate gay people, but defending the rights of, of free religious expression for those who might want to express themselves differently than the, than the social norm. Which, by the way, is what so- the First Amendment's supposed to be about defending unpopular free speech because the popular stuff doesn't need to be defended. This is a guy who stands up for principle, unlike, say, the DFL's current candidate for the job. So look for those to get even more and more desperate because the the polling is looking good. Last we checked, I mean, if if a Republican is within five points in the Survey USA poll uh, 10 weeks before the election, and heading in the right direction. Well, that's that's usually a good sign for the Republican knock would. So we'll 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 hang on to that right there. So that that's and on the other hand, uh, there is I, I'm starting to think there's reason to be concerned potentially about Eric Paulson. Now I'm hoping people come to their senses about Dean Phillips because this guy is basically uh, a Paul Wellstone with. If anything, even less there there than Paul Wellstone had, <laughs> and we'll have to talk about him in the future. I mean, Paul Wellstone had uh, he was basically he was basically had a career as a as a college professor who managed to package up a a message that appealed to the loony far left uh, Subaru driving Whole Foods shopping. Gee, isn't Garrison Keillor dreamy crowd? But I mean, there was really not a whole lot of there. There, of course, he became a leftist icon by being the person who stood up for for principle at the expense of ever being on the right side of a vote. I mean, he was the one. Jason Lewis used to point out yeah, that the Paul, one, the one in, in in more ninety nine to one votes in the Senate than just about anyone in the history of the United States Senate. He was like a modern day Koya Knutson. And uh, it'll take Brad Carlson to get that uh, trivia question down there. Anyway, which which is fine if you like to stand up for nothing but principle. But on the on the other hand, that it meant that on an awful lot of votes, uh, Minnesota went effectively unrepresented because half of its uh, Senate delegation was basically making grandstanding theatrical votes on principle that had no effect on legislation whatsoever, one way or the other, let's be honest. So this is, and, and Dean Phillips, if anything, would seem to have even less there there than Paul Wellstone had. So if you, if he wins, and the polling is looking good for him and a little bit dicey, dodgy, what's a good word, parlous, for uh, Eric Paulson at this point, for the first time since he was elected to office the first time uh, way back when, uh, it'll it'll be a, a, a sure sign that the southwest suburbs have gone way too purple for their own good. And, of course, this is a symptom of the fact that the, the southwestern suburbs, your Edinas and, and West Bloomingtons and, and Eden Prairies and Minnetonkas, have been so full up with people fleeing Minneapolis 
but leaving all the worst of their DFL politics, uh, bringing all the worst of their DFL politics with them. Uh, that just it, it's basically Vermont syndrome all over again, and our Colorado syndrome. Vermont, of course, was overrun with people fleeing the results of their own dumb politics in Boston, but bringing the politics with them to Vermont. Uh, likewise, Colorado, full of people who fled the taxes and the complete social dissolution of of California and the the regulatory looniness of California, but bringing their politics with them to Colorado, or at least Denver and Boulder. Anyway, uh, let's talk about a little bit of good news that has been buried over the course of this last year. Uh, Up next on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's Lucky's with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders with some words of encouragement for you today. In Galatians 5-7, Paul tells us that those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ are no longer bondservants, but sons. And as sons, then heirs of God through Christ. He goes on in Ephesians 1-3 to explain what a great blessing that is when he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. There are two small words in that verse that bring great encouragement. The first is half, which tells me it is already done. And the second is all, which tells me that I lack nothing in Christ. Oh, how great to be called a child of God. On behalf of the Kingdom Builders, I hope these words are encouragement to you today. If you'd like to contact us, look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. I am Marcus Juveland. Like my dad always says, we're not salespeople, we're just great roofers. MarksGuns.us is your destination for all your Second Amendment needs. For firearms or suppressors, check out MarksGuns.us. Their selection is expansive and their expertise is second to none. Mark's Guns should be your destination before you make your next firearm purchase. Log on and compare their prices and selection with over 20,000 products they're bound to have what you're looking for. And if they don't, they will find it for you. Remember the name MarksGuns.us for all your firearm needs. It's MarksGuns.us. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Hi, I'm Scott Stevens, owner of Lucky Stations. Mention you heard us on the radio, you'll get any size, fountain or coffee drink free. Find them online at luckystations.com. never think about the future, I just live for today. AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me, and I hope you will. We're also on Twitter. Again, hashtag NARN Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. Operators are standing by monitoring both channels of communication uh, because that's what we like. This is a talk show, which means, yes, it could mean I'm talking to you, but it also means you get to talk to me. By the way, the standing order on this broadcast is if there is a lineup of calls, the ones who disagree with me uh, come first uh, because, let's be honest, it's we, we have to learn how to discuss politics in this society without necessarily throwing plates at each other. One of the hardest things to discuss, by the way, in politics these days is, uh, especially now that we have, a, let's just be honest, a very, very polarizing president, 
uh, who happened to come along at a very polarizing time in our society. And and let's be honest, uh, about whom the other side, <laughs> who is basically a result of the polarization. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to that in a moment here. Uh, the, the actual achievements that Donald Trump has had. Now, I, I'll be open and honest about the fact that I know some of you out there disagree with me on this. I've never been a Donald Trump fan. You go back to the mid-1980s when he was just a, an over-the-top playboy real estate tycoon. I didn't like him back then, and I never learned to like him. I didn't watch The Apprentice the few moments I did. I, I was not a big fan of, of, of him, his personality, his public persona, the presence he had. Not a fan. And I know that's absolutely uh, uh I know that's absolutely anathema to, to some of you out there, but the fact is I've never been a, a big fan. Nonetheless, as I've said openly and forthrightly on this show, ever since Donald Trump actually became uh, a contender and then the front runner and then the nominee and then the president, I'll I'll be looking for results. He's a guy who ran on, on results, and he's a guy who, who I figured, justifiably figured, had better deliver on results. Now, one of the things that has annoyed me the most since Donald Trump has been elected hasn't so much been Trump, but, of course, the opposition. And I've talked about and in some cases gleefully mocked the opposition for some of their their, their dramatics over the course of the last uh, two years here. The idea that they're classically calling themselves the resistance has made for endless yucks for me because uh, – the idea of being the resistance to me means eight Norwegians who climb a cliff, crawl up a, cl- a cable duct under under close German guard, blow up the tanks in a heavy water plant and escape by cross-country skiing 200 miles to Sweden. That's a resistance to me, not a bunch of plush-bottom yoo-hoos who climb into their Subaru wagons uh, plastered with bumper stickers, courtesy of the First Amendment, on their way from Pilates to the coffee shop to Facebook about how much they hate Donald Trump. That's not a resistance. That's just a bunch of entitled plush-bottom yoo-hoos. Anyway, uh, one of the arguments that annoys me the most to untangent myself here just a tad, is when you say and when you point out how well the economy's been doing over the course of this last two years, these people who will chime in, well, yeah, Donald Trump is claiming credit for the Obama economy. And to which I respond, I mean, my original response was, now, we've got 4% growth. And of course, the growth may get adjusted. Goodness knows that it got adjusted uh, adjusted down throughout the entire Obama administration. It may get adjusted down next quarter. But we've had a couple straight quarters of growth over 4%, which is verging on Ronald Reagan-level growth numbers here, folks. And, and, that, and, and that alone should be enough to shut down the argument because it was uh, Barack Obama who said uh, back in, I think it was 2012, well, the days of for uh, of growth past two percent are behind us and so now they're claiming credit for growth double what their own messiah no no not messiah but their own president said was impossible two years ago and it reminds me of those liberals 30 odd years ago 25 years ago who and when the berlin wall fit fall said well we knew it all along. Of course it's going to fall. Soviet Union was rotten to the core, to which I and a, an awful lot of Republicans and conservatives and anti-communists who'd been paying attention said, since when? In, in 1980, you guys were all saying, every last one of you is saying the Soviet Union's here to say. I mean, they, they had their own world, the second world. We're the first world. The third world is, you know, the third world. And and the communists were the second world, a, a viable alternative, a a viable permanent alternative to the first world and and not a single credible a-list soviet expert on the left in 1980 was predicting the downfall of the soviet union in fact even bill clinton's favorite sovietology expert strobe talbot as late as 2015 or 2015 1992 was predicting weeks before the coup that brought Boris Yeltsin to power or, or the attempted coup that was to attempt to try and depose Boris Yeltsin, uh, that the Soviet Union was here to stay as the Berlin Wall was, was being cleaned up and the dust scrubbed off of the neighboring windows. 
So don't tell me you predicted it all along 30 years ago. And don't tell me you predicted all along that, oh, the Obama uh, recovery is going to bring us to to, uh, 4% growth. Any old day here. May need another president to do it? No. And we had some numbers come out this past week that were just a brilliant shutdown to this. Uh, A fellow from the President's Council of Economic Advisors went on uh, and and did a, a, uh, a press conference this past week. And he showed some numbers live on the air, on on television, on cable, that kind of gave the lie to the Democrats trying to claim credit for for the president's numbers here. And the number, and I posted them at Shot in the Dark, and I'll do it again on a show post a little later on in the broadcast here when I get a moment. And that is, uh, it showed how some of the numbers rocketed upward immediately immediately after the the the, the twenty sixteen election. And and I'll post these numbers momentarily here, but it's absolutely amazing how these numbers leaped up. Now, let's be honest here. We're looking at some numbers like the Small Business Optimism Index, which on Election Day, pretty much on Election Day, it leaped from a 98 to 105. And by the way, that's based against uh, the Small Business Optimism measured in 1986, which was measured at 100. So people are more optimistic now than they were at the height of the Reagan recovery. Now, to be honest, that number had been coming up uh, since the presidential election of 2012, when it was at a 91 coming up from, I think, the high 80s. Uh, during the worst of the recession, which is fairly normal. It's not a, easy to be optimistic if you're a small business owner during a, a serious recession. But during the dole, and, and of course, as John McCain correctly said uh, 10 years ago or 11 years ago in the election, of course, the funda- fundamentals of the American economy are strong. If the economy goes down, if you let it, it will bounce back. And, and optimism was bouncing back. It was on trend to bounce back to 100 by about now. <laughs> had things kept going the way they were going two years later. Uh, but they but it jumped almost like almost like when when James Bond hit the ejector seat on that Aston Martin in Goldfinger. Was it Goldfinger? Was it to Russia with love? Which was the one with the Aston Martin and the ejector seat? Lee Michaels. Uh, that was the one. Uh, you don't know the, either, do you? Dr. No. Dr. No. Thank Dr. you very no. much. Yep. I go to Lee Michaels for all this trivia stuff, at least movie trivia. Uh but that number jumped like like 20 points, 15, 17 points virtually overnight in, in a way that these numbers just don't jump. And by the way, the number was trending up throughout the Obama administration, as it should, uh, coming up from a deep, deep recession. But not nearly like it jumped. It was trending up at the rate of about a point a quarter. And it jumped up 17 points virtually the moment that uh, Donald Trump uh, announced his victory, and it's been going up ever since. It's around 107 right now, so it's gone up. It's it fluctuates. It goes up and down as the news changes, but it's been up strongly. It is currently uh, seven or eight points better than it was at the height of the Reagan uh, recovery. Something that's, uh, by the way, I should point out, eight or t- uh, almost ten points better than it ever got in Obama's second term. How about percentage reporting? Uh, now is a good time to expand again. Uh, based on 1986 numbers, 15 uh, percent were saying it was a, uh, a good time to expand at the height. The best numbers that Obama got November of 2014, it trended back down, although it was, again, climbing at the rate of about 2 percent a year. Uh, and it jumped up from 11 percent to 25 percent. It more than doubled practically overnight during the first days of the Trump administration. And it exploded upward from there currently currently it's over 32 percent which is three times as high as it was when barack obama left office and the numbers that just keep on confirming that uh, the percentage uh, percent expecting higher real sales in six months it was flat when barack obama left office flat the trend was flat the number was hanging around seven percent Right now, as we speak, it's pushing 30%, quadruple what it was uh, when Barack Obama left office. Uh, 
10%, almost 15% better than it was at the best, at the height of the optimism towards the second half or the beginning of the second half of, of the Obama administration, which coincided with what, by the way? Oh, yeah, a Republican sweep in the midterms because people miss that. The height of Barack Obama's numbers, by the way, happened right after the midterm where Republicans swept uh, Democrats out of Congress. So sort of like the, the Clinton prosperity what really happened was the idea that the grown-ups were taking charge again uh, brought some optimism. And then, of course, we went back into the weeds with, with two more years of Barack Obama after that. And the numbers just keep on going. I will, re- I will repost those numbers shortly here. But just so we all know, uh, Barack Obama's economy was improving slowly. It exploded when Donald Trump took office. Now, that's not the whole story, folks. We'll come back with much more. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522 or visit us online at taxtiger.com. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect our Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. When the need for senior care arises, there's no place like home. Your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels will provide home care for your mom or dad at home up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You'll select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. Look up visitingangels.com or call 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Franchises are available. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. The Minnesota legislative session is over. So what is the impact of new laws on tax policy, government spending, and education reforms? Do these changes get Minnesota back on track or further away? The Roadmap to Prosperity from Americans for Prosperity Minnesota lays out the key point. It's a simple guide to help make Minnesota the best state to live, work, and raise a family. Check it out at mnroadmap.com. And join host Jason Flores for Americans for Prosperity Radio, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Step into Chet's shoes in Columbia Heights for work, hiking, hunting footwear, and more. Check out our expanded line of women's work boots and our selection of New Balance shoes. Ready to ride this season? Be sure to check out our Harley-Davidson motorcycle boots. Don't forget, Chet's carries other essentials such as socks and inserts. Let us help you find the right footwear and the right size. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and visit us at chetsshoes.com. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, arming you with the information you need to take uh, the truth to the streets uh, come election time, which is is coming up right around the corner here. We're one full month away from the election. Uh, Of course, I believe we'll be broadcasting live, uh, Lee Michaels, from the Radisson Blue uh, on election night. Is that uh, the case? That is the plan. Is that that where the uh, Republican... 
Party. I believe so. That's what it was the last time. That's right. That, that I was. That's what I was told. And if so, that would be fantastic because that was a great venue for the last go around here. Because we'll get a great primer for it with our Battleground Talkers tour. Because that's Battleground that's Talkers be. tour coming up. That's right. We still have some tickets available. This thing is selling like hotcakes. This thing is moving like uh, the last bag of Cheetos at a Grateful Dead concert. Uh, <laughs> and so I mean, the, the Narn table's been sold out for a while. I, I'm not sure about VIP tickets. You could check. I have VIP is sold out. Oh, they are all. Of them? Uh, all the dinners sold. Wow. Out. Okay. Cool. People, uh, people like those hosts. But we still have some general admission tickets left. We expect we're going to run out. These things are moving at a sellout pace here. So get in there. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. You can buy your tickets uh, right there. Make sure you do because this is going to be a great one to see. And uh, obviously, you got Larry Elder, Michael Medved, and Dennis Prager, I believe. So this is uh, and the Narn and the Narn. We're going to be there, and so it's it's going to be a great time. And of course the Narn table. Brad King and I will be holding forth at the Narn table with uh, some of our favorite people in the world, people who like to come and have dinner with us. So uh, we always have a great time with that. It's always our, our pr- privilege and pleasure to host that table and, and meet all of you fans who come out because uh, it's it's just such a wonderful time to know we actually have some out there. Anyway, 651. 651- 289-4488, the number to call. Uh, join me, if you will. Uh, let's go to St. Louis Park. Mark's been waiting patiently. Yeah, you're, well, you're live on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Mitch, another great uh, show. Um, thanks for exposing the Democrats' fraud on the economy especially. But at the state fair this year, I took a piece of paper, and I went to DFL booth. I went to Klobuchar's little booth there in Phillips. Uh-huh. And I had all the accomplishments of the Trump economy, 1 through 20, and the foreign policy accomplishments, you know, defeat of ISIS, making NATO pay hundreds, hundreds of billions or more. And I went through them all, and I said, you'd have to be a moron to not vote for Republicans and Trump. Uh-huh. And they had, no, they had no comeback for me any oh, yeah. of these booths. The, 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 the only comeback they have, I, I love the ISIS one, by the way, because that's one for which there's a couple of foreign po- policy accomplishments there that don't get anywhere near the media they should. The fact that Saudi Arabia is cutting the Wahhabi loose largely uh, at the behest of Jared Kushner. I mean, this guy has the potential mm-hmm. to have pulled off the greatest foreign policy coup of the last 80 years, bringing uh, an end to the Palestinian crisis, potentially, by starving out the radicals. And you get crickets in yeah. the media. I'm sorry. Go right ahead, uh, Mark. Well, by the way, no, it's, fake news is not that. Fake news is lack of reporting, omission. I mean, the day after the, the Inspector General's report, there was nothing in the Star Tribune. About three or four months ago, it was outrageous. Right. It's actually omission of news also. But I just wanted to get back to the earlier segment. If you live in the Plymouth area uh, within the last year, you couldn't help us see at least once, two or three times the Phillips, that like Paul Wellstone little thing, you know, that you, you couldn't have helped to have seen it at least once or twice. No, my, my sister and brother in Plymouth, nobody even knows what Eric Paulson looks like, even Republicans. Yeah. But this Phillips guy, he's everywhere. I've got to give him credit. I mean, I'd, be, I'd actually be shocked if Paulson wins because he's not out there. Phillips, I had to. I disagree with everything about him, but he's out there yeah. every freaking day. He everywhere. is running the campaign. Look at other vans, lookalikes, other vans, yeah. which I don't know. He might have done that, but I'll hang up and listen. He's totally outworking Paulson. I hate, I'm sorry to say, I'll hang up. I've heard that from other. By the way, thanks for your call. I've heard that from other uh, commentators, including some people with much deeper knowledge of the district than I. Uh, there, there's some shenanigans going on on his behalf. By the way, we'll come back to that in just a second here. But yes, it is as if. Uh, Paul Wellstone has been lulled, uh, not Paul Wellstone, I'm saying Eric Paulson <laughs> has been lulled to sleep by the last several uh, d- Democratic candidates. I mean, the likes of was it Rick Barnes and Wendy Wild, whatever her name was, uh, the, the, the last several candidates he's had have been basically jokes, have been basically uh, wi- uh, warm bodies on the ballot uh, to all intents and purposes. And it's easy to get lulled into a false sense of security, especially when you work as hard to keep the purple crowd happy as Eric Paulson has. And, and I get it. I'm not criticizing Eric Paulson for being more moderate than, than say, Tom Emmer. He lives in a purpler, more moderate district. It's what you got to do to get elected in some cases. And I know that makes conservatives unhappy to hear because you like your, your conservatives to be absolute rock-solid statues for your principles. I, I do. I really do. But the fact is, Eric Paulson is... Not a stupid man. He knows that his he's been running in a district that has always been a little more purple 
than the sixth or potentially even the first or who knows, maybe even the eighth uh, in the near future here. And so he's known that. But I all, it almost feels like he's been getting a little bit complacent about the whole thing, like eh, maybe he doesn't want it that bad anymore. Uh, that's that's uh, an excellent observation, Mark. I've heard that from other people. Where is Eric? Is he going to try and do a last-minute blitz here? Is the Republican National Committee going to pay up a whole lot of money to, to help him get back into office? Uh, here's hoping here, folks. Uh, by the way, there's, there's a little more shenanigans than that here. Uh, Jennifer Carnahan points out uh, in a post on social media today um ask this question is there some kind of media buying bias going on here i see a dean phillips ad and then an independent expenditure which is a pro phillips ad played back to back on every broadcast station these stations in effect are giving a free 60 second spot now we talked and i talked about this in the first segment here how you will have a a campaign ad, an ad put out by the campaign that says, uh, this is a Dean Phillips ad, I'm Dean Phillips and I approve this message, and then there will be a message put out by a Citizens for Unicorns and Puppies that says, Eric Paulson wants to kill unicorns and puppies, and paid for by Citizens for Unicorns and Puppies, and they just happen to both be pro-Phillips, anti-Paulson ads, and lo and behold, voila, Mirabile Dictu, they happen to wind up back-to-back for 60 seconds on the schedules of every single broadcast station, which you might think, well, maybe just somebody made sure they got bought that way. Except that would be illegal. That would be a violation of federal and state campaign law because campaigns and the PACs that support them, or at least the PACs, the political action committees that oppose their opponents— Packs like Citizens for Unicorns and Puppies or the National Rifle Association Pack or the Minnesota Gun Owners Pack or the Minnesota Teachers Union Pack or the League of Women Voters Political Action Committee. By law, they can't collude. They can't cooperate. They can't talk to each other about the mechanics or strategy of the campaign. So if it just, quote, happens, end quote, that these ads are appearing back to back with each other, simultaneously on every broadcast station in town that would make you tend to believe that there's some shenanigans afoot. And it's not unreasonable to ask, as indeed Jennifer Carnahan asks in her social media posts. And I quote, by the way, this is a woman who knows her broadcasting and her campaign laws. She's the chairman of the Minnesota Republican Party. She worked in broadcast television. She knows the rules. These stations, and I quote, in effect, are giving Phillips a free 60-second spot. I don't see that happening for any Republican candidates. Hmm. Well, Dean Phillips may be nice, personable, and approachable. That's not a reason to vote for someone. Eric Paulson has been a great leader and representative for Minnesota in the 3rd Congressional District. He understands his district and votes in the best interests of uh, the people he represents. All agreed. I, I heartily endorse Eric Paulson, as I always have. Uh, even though he, like his predecessor, Jim Ramstead, former Jamestown, North Dakota native, go Blue Jays, is a little farther to the center than I personally prefer in the people I send to Washington. I realize he is to go to basically invoke the William F. Buckley commandment. It's pretty likely he's the most conservative candidate who can get elected. And it's reasonable to assume that the activists, the Republican Party activists of the 3rd Congressional District, agree because they've been endorsing and sending Eric Paulson to office for the last six terms now. I believe it's six terms uh, for all this time. And so whatever you want to say about and I, I believe me, I hear from my conservative friends, especially my conservative friends who write from their uh, blood red perches in the 6th Congressional District. How Eric Paulson is a rhino because he doesn't vote far enough to the right consistently enough on every issue. I say, well, take that up with the activists of the 3rd Congressional District who know the district because they live in their district and they they know what can get elected and they keep renominating him every time, every two years because he's been successful thus far. 
Uh, here's hoping. Here's hoping a fire gets lit under him. And by the way, under the Republican voters in the third congressional district, especially in your Chanhassens and your uh, Chaskas and, and your Mounds, places where the Republicans live and where the encroachment of of Democrat refugees from uh, the the from Minneapolis hasn't quite skewed the uh the, the politics uh, towards the purple just yet here. By the way, speaking of those blood red districts in the third congressional district that need to turn out in immense numbers, uh, Senator Dave Osmek, who's been representing Mound in the Minnesota State Senate for uh, some time now, uh, corrected me and Lee, Lee and I on our James Bond trivia. He points out it was Goldfinger. I believe Dave may actually owned one of those uh, Aston Martin DB7s with the ejector seat, so I will defer to him on the James Bond trivia. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be talking with Kim Crockett from the Center of the American Experiment sometime very soon here. And also uh, with Pam Myra, who is running for the Attorney General, excuse me, State Auditor's Office here in Minnesota. Go nowhere. The fun is just beginning. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? What's that, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa, eh? Yeah, Hoser, I talked to a lot of the other guys, and they said that salt stuff doesn't work. Of course they do, because no other spa company can offer anything like it. Like 10 years ago, everyone had some kind of salt system, and they all failed. The difference is that Arctic Spas went back to the drawing board. And now they got a system that really works, eh? Hey, you know, I also heard that if you just fill the tub up with insulation, it's a better way to insulate the spa. Yeah, if that was the best way to do it, wouldn't you fill up your house with insulation, too? If you have the best insulation on the floor, walls, and roof to keep the heat in, that's what's important. Insulation. Like, that's what makes Arctic the most energy-efficient hot tub in the world. Yeah, that's a big statement, eh? It is a pretty great hot tub. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com, eh? When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443-443. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. The number to call should you care to join me. 
And I hope you do. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast from uh, from the Center of the American Experiment, one of my favorite guests on this show, uh, Kim Crockett, joining us here today. Kim, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We're, uh, Thanks, we're, Mitch. How you doing today? Oh, fantastic. The worst day on the air is always better than the best day off it. So, yeah, I love, love it here today. And of course, it's always great when we have a big story to talk about. I, I remember back in 2011, 2012, when Scott Walker's reforms in Wisconsin started kind of cutting back on some of the superpower status public unions had in Wisconsin and watching the gnashing of teeth on the left as that started to take effect. Now we're seeing the potential for this nationwide... And that's that's one of the things you're here to talk about today, Kim. Uh, how public the 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 recent Janus decision at the Supreme Court, which uh, ruled that the public employee unions can't take mandatory deductions from their employees for politics. Uh, describe what's uh, going on, uh, Kim Crockett. Well, first of all, let me describe. I'm in my car yeah. uh, in St. Paul, and sitting next to me is Rebecca Friedrichs. Uh, and sitting next to her is Mark Janice. Wow. And they're here in town. Uh, these are the two two plaintiffs that made all this happen, and we're here to celebrate uh, the restoration of the First Amendment rights of public employees because for over 40 years, public employees, following a bad Supreme Court decision, uh, were forced to um, support, financially support, uh, a public union if they were in a collective bargaining unit it worked and this is just a public sector Mitch right um, so on June 27th this summer the United States Supreme Court said uh, you know we really kind of messed that up back in 1977 and they wrote a very strong opinion that said all collective bargaining is political and it takes us a while even if we kind of have a, a a feel for that, it take, because it's been 40, 50 years where we've just accepted that collective, well, collective bargaining is not political, right? Right. It's about wages and benefits for, for you know, people like uh, Rebecca, who was a school teacher, and, and Mark, uh, who worked uh, for the state of Illinois uh, in, in as a social worker. Right. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, what's wrong with it, and both Rebecca and Mark made this argument very strongly and persuasively, um, is that even collective bargaining in its purest form impacts what? Taxes. Yes. Spending. uh, Public policy. Um, And the court finally kind of woke up and said, oops. Um, (laughs) So what happened immediately is that... um, People like Mark and Rebecca, who were what's called a fair share fee payer uh, in Minnesota, they got a pay raise uh, at the end of June. The state of Minnesota stopped collecting um, fair share fees, which in Minnesota, Mitch, do you know what the percentage was, the dues that they were paying? I remember when when it was with Minsky, it was something like 5%. I mean, it it was a fair chunk of change. It was 85% of full union dues. Oh, yeah, 85% of the full union dues. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yes, right. I heard you wrong. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of money. Right. You're right. So if you're a teacher, yeah, if you're a teacher paying $1,000 a year, you were paying eight fifty. That's right. Uh, and, and you still couldn't vote on the darn contract. That's right. That was one of the things Rebecca always used to say to me. You know, they make me pay for collective bargaining, but then I don't get to vote on the contract. And I have to live with the results of the contract that I paid for. That's right. So we're out of that universe now. And what does... It's pretty exciting. It's new territory. Now, what does that mean to public employees? Uh, yeah, yeah, Kim Crockett, we're uh, from the Center of the American Experiment. We're talking about, uh, wh- my question is, about what, are, what, what does this mean to public employees, especially as we head towards another cycle of uh, electing to join or not join the union, to pay or not pay uh, fair share? Uh, what does this mean both financially and in terms of, of, of the union's impact on politics going forward here, Kim Crockett? Well, the immediate impact, as I said, is that fair share fee payers uh, got a pay raise. Right. And the state of Minnesota did comply with the Supreme Court's decision. But here's, here's the tricky part. For the rest of public employees who had uh, signed a union card, the, the future is a little less clear 
Um, though for one group of, of people, and this is why I asked if we could talk today, Mitch. Yes. Um, teachers in Minnesota, both before the Janus decision and after the Janus decision, had a seven-day window that the union sets where they can resign. And it's the end of September. So starting a week from tomorrow, on September 24th, teachers can resign from Education Minnesota and no longer pay anything. No fair share fees, no dues, no nothing. Um, If they think their local rep is doing a good job, they can send a thank you note and a check if they want to. It doesn't mean they're in the union anymore, but it means that they appreciate what their local rep is doing. But they can resign. And, and I've got a whole website designed just for teachers in Minnesota because they have a unique uh, once-a-year, seven-day window. So if you want more information, go to educatedteachersmn.com. That's educatedteachersmn.com. And I've got an FAQ up there. I've got a whole section on liability coverage, which uh, teachers should have, in my opinion. I've got everything up there on that website that you possibly need to know uh, to make a decision uh, this September. When you're busy getting your kids squared away in the classroom and all the paperwork and all the back to school, the union says, look, there's a seven-day window. Um, would the Supreme Court agree that teachers should be limited to that seven-day window? I don't think so. Do we see litigation we about that window? Uh, no. <laughs> Do we see litigation about so, that window coming up next, perhaps? I, we, there, will be, there will be litigation about that window. Other unions in, in uh, Minnesota, Mitch, don't have that clear seven-day window. Um, the opt-out period, if you if you want to call it that, is based on the anniversary date of the card they signed. So it'll say, um, you know, you can resign in the 30-day period before you sign this card, but no later than blah, 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 and you have to stand on your head and shout to the moon or whatever, <laughs> and then we might let you out. Uh, Mark's, Mark's had a great story for you in a few minutes about um, some unions in Illinois and what they're doing. Let's t- come back to that. the exit with all these, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. come back and talk about that and want to get a few moments here. Where uh, We'll be coming back with Kim Crockett, Mark Janice, and Rebecca Friedrichs on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot, go nowhere. The fun is half over. Ergo, just beginning. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay. Your life is an important one. At AM 1280 The Patriot, we're interested in hearing about how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our station and our hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities, challenges, and a desire for personal growth. And each day, it's our wish that what you hear positively affects you and your family. We provide you a perspective on news that is truthful and timely. We may even be your main source of much-needed information that gives unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Here's what we want you to do. Record a video message on your phone or camera and share your story with us. And for simply sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. You have until October 23rd, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today and use keyword story to submit your video. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot.